0: Good afternoon. I'm Patricia Randhro. I'm the deputy university librarian here at Columbia, and it's a real pleasure to have an opportunity to think about and talk about video in the context of one research library, but I think issues that are common to many of us. First of all, uh, I, I think it's it's important to recognize that when we build collections today, we're building them in um, some very different ways. Uh, We we continue to license and purchase and acquire materials by gift, but we're also creating and publishing materials. We're organizing in some new ways to do that. Here at Columbia, we've brought into our larger information services organization the traditional university library component, a digital library group, the Center for New Media Teaching and Learning that you've been working with for the last two days, We're creating a new center for digital research and scholarship that will include an electronic publishing arm and uh, a copyright office. So what we're beginning to see is that the interactions between all of these different groups uh, really enrich what we're trying to do. I want to talk about a few examples of the sorts of publications that we're beginning to manage and look at. One of them is um, a fascinating collaboration, a a Sino-Tibetan oral history project it's being developed by a group of documentary filmmakers working in consultation with Columbia's East Asian Institute, consulting with the Library's Oral History Research Office to, uh, to put together a series of interviews. There'll be background for the documentary film with uh, people who were involved in the takeover of Tibet. And the uh, end product of those interviews, the actual tapes, will be deposited in our East Asian Institute so that we've got an external group producing research that becomes available permanently to scholars. Frontiers of Science is a a, a website that's being developed for educators. It's being funded by the Howard Hughes Institute, and it's taking a a very successful new course at Columbia that's a core curriculum course, a required course for all undergraduates. that's aimed at graduating students who will be scientifically literate. Columbia's had a long (coughs) history of focusing its undergraduates on the humanities and some of our science faculty finally said, well, wait a minute, there's a lot more that students should know when they leave the university. And because this, uh, this course has been so successful, Howard Hughes became interested in being able to make this available to science educators throughout the world. So uh, we've been videotaping faculty who've been giving these courses, um, chosen the ones that our undergraduates found most stimulating and interesting, We'll be developing um, course materials around that and also a a social environment for commentary on teaching and learning. Jazz Studies Online, a a third of these um, new types of publications, follows a a pattern that we developed for Columbia International Affairs Online, a a political science uh, publication that we've been producing for a while. This is a collaboration between Columbia's center for jazz studies between our electronic publishing group and the center for new media teaching and learning it's going to include interviews with jazz musicians and academics it'll include interactive web-based teaching and learning tools such as a sonic glossary for jazz so that students will be able to uh, look up a word and hear and see what it means and uh, working papers and digital library resources This, this product won't be open content, it will be um, licensed at a very modest rate because it'll have an ongoing editorial content (coughs) component. And so we really need a sustainability plan for this. Um, And then a site that's been uh, released for a while, an institutional history, uh, an oral history of the Carnegie Corporation. We've been working with Carnegie uh, for a number of years to um, document their philanthropic work and produced uh, hundreds of hours of tapes and uh, transcripts of, of interviews. In, in the last two or three years, they uh, funded us to look at what video does in terms of, of getting this history. And there's some very interesting co- uh, pieces on this website about the difference between an oral history interview taken as a, as a simple audio and done as video, and as you might expect, people are more inclined to perform in front of a camera, and so you get a very different sort of, of uh, interview. Both of them very valuable and we're looking with interest at that. And then we heard yesterday from um, our colleagues in the center about the Havel at Columbia site that <coughs> accompanied Vaclav Havel's visit to, uh, to Columbia. And last but not least, um, the legacy acquired collections, the analog materials that are in all our research libraries that are deteriorating at various rates. I picked one particular collection, but we have hundreds of these in the libraries. Um, This is a collection that we inherited when we uh, took over the theological library from Union Theological Seminary. Fascinating collections of speeches and sermons and lectures by uh, people like Daniel Berrigan and William Sloan Coffin. And the um, cost of of re-recording these is significant. We're fortunate to have a Lilly grant that is allowing us to do this, uh, but many of our collections are still waiting for this sort of attention. So what are we doing about the challenges, the challenge of disseminating, of storing access and archiving, and of preserving analog collections? And disseminating is actually one of the more difficult of these, and I think Mark referred to this yesterday. Maybe it's true that uh, when people were presented with rows and rows of volumes, there was more of a sense that here was something they wanted to look at. I think one of our concerns with digital information is that it's, it can be sort of hidden from students. So uh, the building of learning and teaching environments gives us really interesting opportunities to reveal content in important and valuable ways. And the Digital Bridges Initiative that Center for New Media is developing under Mark Phillipson's leadership is looking really hard at where these connections can be made. I think uh, Peter Brantley talked yesterday about how valuable the librarians in research libraries are, the amount of knowledge that is in those people. And so beginning to connect that into the development of learning environments is, is really exciting. Mark also talked about the um, value of being able to break apart a multimedia publication and store and retrieve and reuse segments of that. So we're beginning to work at Columbia with our digital library group to develop a a life cycle approach to managing, accessing and preserving multimedia content. and We'll be um, developing a process to test a multimedia digital asset management system and develop a methodology to ingest this material into a long-term digital archive. And then the issue of preserving these analog collections. We've um, discovered that one of the biggest uh, issues here is knowing what you've got because so much of this material has come into our collections with other materials. So we've been working um, for two years now in the second year of a Mellon-funded study to develop a survey that can be used by any institution that that needs to look at uh, what it's got in terms of audio and video. The uh, survey tool is complete and we'll be putting it up on the web with with an accompanying glossary. And uh, we're currently uh, testing it in our own environment. We estimate we have about 35,000 to 40,000 of these uh, objects, analog objects about half of which were developed through our oral history office, but the other half came into collections with, uh, with archival personal collections, with institutional collections and so on, and they're in varying stages of decay. Um, the um, NYU also has a Mellon funded project to uh, to look at how uh, visual inspection and actual uh, listening of materials compare in terms of predicting uh, the disintegration of materials. Lastly, I wanted to just uh, suggest uh, some of the areas that we would like to see, and we are seeing some, development on a national level. After hearing Murray Weston's presentation yesterday about the British University's Film Video Council, I I felt that I really wanted to rewrite this slide and just put that at the top, and uh, say we need one of these too in the US. I was really stunned by the material that's available to students in the UK. But to to list some of these, which I think are important, um, the development of widely accepted standards and best practices for preservation, quality, conservation, conversion to digital formats. We need uh, more of the service (coughs) providers that can meet preservation standards, and we need uh, more technical experts who are familiar with older formats of of material. We're encouraged by the movement toward uh, more more wide development and acceptance of metadata standards. And we need more efficient ways of generating technical, structural, and administrative metadata, often the most costly uh, part of any of these processes. We look forward to more shared long-term digital archives focused on audio and video content And we need copyright and IP laws that support long term preservation and archiving. And I know that's something that's come up uh, frequently during the course of the two days. So, thank you very much.